0: Hi, podcast listeners. This is Gracie with Self-Care with Gracie. Today's podcast is special. I have a guest speaker. Her name is Hannah Gruber. She is a yoga teacher, Ayurvedic consultant, and Ayurvedic chef in New York City. Meeting Hannah actually opened up this path of studying Ayurveda and wanting to share it out in a wider sense. So it was very serendipitous, and I, I love having her as a guest. And the format is that I have her as a guest speaker for my continuity group. And the continuity group are people who finish my 10-week self-care 101 program. And there are a few people who want to keep going. They see there's more work to be done. They really love like a small, intimate group with lots of support. And every month I have a guest speaker. So I recorded this one because I know that Hannah is um, wonderful and she speaks about food in a way that just makes my heart come alive and makes me understand how to be healthy and joyful. And I consulted with my, with my continuity group. They're called the Beautiful Life Collective. Um, and they said it was okay if I use this as a podcast. So thank you to them. Um, thank you to Hannah. And I hope you enjoy the following um, guest speakership because I learned a lot. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Hi, Gracie. It's Hannah.
1: Oh, hi. That, okay, cool.
0: That was the number I would have
1: guessed was yours. So hi. <laughs> welcome. Hi. Hello, everyone. It's nice to hear your voice. Um, we you Me can't too. see what I'm seeing, but we have a lot of callers tonight. Um, we have like eleven of us on the line right now, which is great because I think we only have like twelve people in our group in total. So this is awesome. Awesome, <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I do like um, an intro for you? Do you want? Would you like that? Absolutely. Thanks. I love it. Great. Okay. Well, um, I'm first of all just so grateful for you to give your time and to be here with us. Um, I've known Hannah for a, a couple of years, a few years, um, and I've told the story on the last call, but I, I really think it's such a distinct story that, like, the whole reason that I'm probably doing this work is because I met you, and <laughs> Hannah, Hannah came through town a, a few years ago with some very dear friends of mine from college, and, um, and, and just, like, we call this that, that group like lovers of the universe, so it's like someone who's in that group, we just all vibrate away, and I thought she was amazing. And the whole night I got was like, I knew you were a yoga teacher. I knew I wanted to talk to you. And, and, like, I just never found the time. And you were leaving. And I was like, I need to get in the car with you. And I went to the train station <laughs> with you because I, I knew we needed to have a conversation. And in that conversation, you mentioned that you had an Ayurveda teacher. And I was, like, I was still looking for a way to study Ayurveda. And, and it was because of you that I met Kate who taught me Ayurveda and taught me so much about business and really was, like, a mentor for me for a while. And it, it, it just it always amazes me it's just, like, what the, the smallest interaction we can have with each other, um, what that can spur in our lives. So I'm, I'm so grateful that I met you, Hannah, because it changed my life in so many ways. <laughs> Likewise, Jacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I'm so grateful that I get to know you, too, because it's, it's since then we've gotten to know each other a little bit more because we both have, you know, been Following different um, different threads of Ayurveda, and um, and really the beautiful ways that I feel like we we just, I, I learn a lot from you, and uh, what you shared last time was just such an amazing conversation. So I was so excited to have you back on, and um, I posted your website hannahgruber.com on the forms of people have had a chance to to check you out. And awesome. it looks like you're doing a lot of great stuff. You teach yoga. You do um your a, Ayurvedic consultancy, private sessions, um, group cleanses, and, um, also I saw that you're leading a retreat to Hawaii, which looks so cool in April. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for the amazing introduction. Um, I really am happy to be here, and it's, um, this is what I live for, quite literally. I, I love it so much, and, um. Uh, it, food and Ayurveda have really served me and helped me overcome a lot of challenges that I've had in um, my lifetime. And to me, the, the greatest thing I can do is sh- share it with other people. And it's great to be um, in this kind of virtual setting with people who are interested in it, you know, because people aren't always interested in hearing about holistic medicine. <laughs> So um, thank you all for your attention and your interest as well in um, caring for yourselves and um, and in deepening that relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just gonna say a little bit more about what I do if, if that's okay with you, Tracy. I would I would love it. I'd love to hear more about what you do, and I'd also I'd love to hear more about like your 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 journey of, of finding Ayurveda too. I don't know if there's a place for that to come in this conversation, but I was like, I, I don't think I fully know that. So if, if anything, yeah. I'm not sure what that would be amazing too. Absolutely. So um, I've been practicing Ayurveda myself, on myself, I guess you could say, or for myself um, for like 12 years now, a dozen years now. Um, I found Ayurveda when I was just, like, in college, I, I was sort of a co-founder of this yoga club <laughs> um, on my college campus, and um, we, we followed these yoga videos for a couple years, and I kind of threw my hands up about that, and it was like, this is ridiculous. We need to just do some yoga. So I kind of volunteered to just lead, lead um, some sequences that I made up, but I started reading and researching and Back then, Yoga Journal was sort of a a big resource of what was happening in the yoga world, and that's how I learned of Ayurveda in the first place because I read some article that was like, you know, give yourself some self-care on the weekend, and it was an article all about self-massage, you know, taking a bath, and and really um, self-love. And I... Was going through some hard stuff. I had had a really difficult breakup from a long relationship, and I read this article on um, self massage, and I was like, you know what? I really deserve that. Um, I had just graduated college, and um, I was a I was a double major with trying to get minors, working a si- job on the side, also was performing in the dance department and, you know, leading this yoga club, like, going 24-7. I was so stressed out, Um, and I just knew it was time for something for me. So I had this, like, evening of Abhyanga, which I don't know if you guys have talked about that yet, but it's just, like, giving yourself a bath with warm oil, basically, and it feels incredible. It's really amazing. And it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, So you experience really deep healing and relaxation from it. I guess some of you were probably just in India with Gracie. So maybe maybe you got a lot of that there. Um, Oh, we got a lot of that there. I feel like I was like... Like Sneha, Sneha, like and people on this um this call that we've all done the ten week program, so we we know about oil, we're, we're hit to oil, and oh. about Sneha, Sneha, which means like self love, but like my Maria, my roommate and I would just be like, oh, you look so Sneha, and we're like, oh my god, I know I look so <laughs> Sneha today, like just like, hair <laughs> oily the whole time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you guys know, like that was my first experience with Ayurveda. I was hooked. And um, I actually grew up with really severe allergies and asthma from the time I was really young. And um, I was on so many allergy medications for years. You name it, I was on it. I had a inhaler with me constantly. And I think it just kind of, I just it clicked for me. I was like, you know what? I, my, my life doesn't have to rely on these things. Like, I don't have to depend on these things. I don't think my body was designed to not know how to take care of itself. I I really had this aha moment where it occurred to me that my body was capable of evolving. Um, And so I set out to discover what the root causes of my allergies were and see if I could modify what I was doing or how I was living and eating in order to get that under control. Um, and so people, it's, that's, that's written on my bio on my website. People always ask me if I still have allergies and the answer is yes. Um, but I, I know what triggers them and I also know how to get them in check. So if I'm like hanging out with a cat <laughs> I know that it's going to be triggered. Um, So, you know, through my study of Ayurveda, it's not just cats that I'm allergic to. There's a lot of stuff that causes um, my allergies. But through my understanding of my body, I've come to know what to do and what not to do in order to have the kind of experience that I want to have. Um, So that's how I got into Ayurveda um, mm. Just sounds so when you that. say it. Like, like you went from—it's not like you, like you made it perfect and disappeared. It sounds like you got into like a really empowered relationship with your own body from there. Yeah, I was actually—I was talking to a client um, I work with last night, and it's someone with Lyme disease, and um, we were talking about what. Um, what specific foods are going to help her manage the side effects of Lyme's disease, which is something that you, you're, kind of, you're going to live with for the rest of your life. And she's, she put it really eloquently. She said, it's really nice to know that even though this is going to be part of me, um, that I'm going to be able to live with it. And I, I just have to make the right, I just have to make the choices I want to make in order to live with it in a way that is okay for me. Mm. Um, And I thought that was really nice because we can't control everything. Um, And that's what distinguishes Ayurveda, in my opinion, from allopathic medicine is that we really cannot control everything. And um, being able to receive our circumstances for what they are, um, and also to receive ourselves for who we are and the, the power and the intelligence that we have um, to work with um, what we've been given and what is being offered
2: is really, I mm-hmm. think,
1: the most powerful part of Ayurveda. I love it. I, I had such a how you were just talking there around it's more for me it's, it's not physical it's more like emotional stuff like like romantic relationships and love relationships are so hard for me to be in that space and I, and, and it, I just feel like it's sort of how I was formed in some ways um, but just to like be like yeah that's what Ayurveda has given me is just this, this tool to know how to like feel empowered around that like it's okay like I deal with that you know or whatever yeah. we're dealing with that it's like we don't have to make it go away we just can like make a nice life within our, like, mess, <laughs> our messy bodies yeah. and our messy lives. Like, that, that's kind of beautiful. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I love about you, Gracie. I always get your um, weekly emails, and um, I, I really love how you've taken the, the self-care of Ayurveda to this pretty um, open-hearted, modern <laughs> experience. Um, Again, because we think of medicine as this sort of um, sanitary, distinct—you know—you go to the doctor once a year, you handle shit when you have to, sort of thing. And um, I always, what I get from what what you um, write about and, and what you're sharing is that no, oh, this is this is our lives, and it's our bodies, and it's our our minds, and it's our emotions, and we can either deal with it every day, or or not, <laughs> and, and that's yeah. up to us. I love that about what you do. Oh, thanks, Anna. I, I appreciate it. that it when you're saying it, I'm like, oh, it, you know, it's such a, it's such a like, kind of masculinity of the system, like oh, once a year, you know. But it's like no, like the feminine is, it's like no, we. We spiral. You have allergies sometimes. You know, sometimes you want to cook, sometimes you don't want to cook. You know, it's like all of that is like very real. And I and I think it's a lot of like what what we are dealing with in this course right now. that I send, especially around food, is is really like fluctuations of like sometimes I'm so inspired to cook and sometimes I'm not. And I kind of feel like I get the sixth taste and I kind of don't. So it's I think it, it's very um, apropos to like what where we are in our in our conversation having you here. Sharing all your your wisdom. Yeah. So I mean that's actually you know where I've gone with Ayurveda is food because um, at the most basic level we need to eat. Um, I I spent nearly 20 years. I worked in the restaurant industry, um, front of house and back of house, um, serving food to people. And you know if you've ever been a yes, at a restaurant, um, <laughs> and you, you're you hangry or you come in and you're like, I have no idea, um, and you get that server who just seems to know exactly what you need. I kind of, in my last several years in a restaurant, I made that my goal to um, really understand people because, um, you know, hunger, hunger can really satisfy a lot um, or we can satisfy a lot when we satisfy our hunger. And, um, you know, these people would come in with these attitudes, and I was like, I, I just don't want to deal with those attitudes, so I'm going to see if I can just help this really hungry person by bringing them a basket of bread or give, telling them to order the most filling thing on the menu. Or, you know. and, and I really started to pay attention to um, people's doshas um, when they would come in <laughs> and uh, it was actually before I started doing one-on-one work. That was my first um, experience with diagnosing people. Um, noticing that if I could accurately observe the, the kind of person and the, the imbalance that they were exhibiting in front of me, I could actually help them to have an experience at the restaurant um, where they left feeling really good and uplifted. And, um, you know, I worked as a yoga teacher at, at the same time, and I was, was struggling because I was like, not everybody wants to do yoga. I, know, I knew all these people who were just like, yoga's not my thing. But everybody has to eat. <laughs> we all eat. Yeah. We eat every day. And um, if, if we're in balance, we're eating probably three times a day, three, four times a day. Um, and so I. I've really focused my attention on food um, because I believe that food is medicine when used properly, and when used poorly, it can be toxic or poison. Um, So it's tough because as the years go by, what I'm seeing, and I think we all feel this, like you said, Gracie, it gets harder to have time to cook, we maybe don't have the energy to cook, or we feel like we don't have the skills or the knowledge to cook, um, or a combination of those things. Um, And almost everybody that I work with is someone probably like each of you on this call tonight where you're really incredibly March. And you're really incredibly in touch with your body and you're really aware of the fact that caring for your body can have an impact on how you feel and how you succeed day to day. And you probably have a great diet to start with compared to 95% of Americans. Um, You probably eat more fruits and vegetables than most Americans, and yet we're all kind of still experiencing a longing for, for something more. Um, and I think it's because of our, our lifestyle. I think that is the biggest challenge we all face is that it, it's so difficult to, to feed ourselves, like having the time, having the skills, having the energy, having the knowledge. Um, because the facts are the environment is polluted, that's polluting our, you know, there's things outside of our control that are contributing to how we feel. Um, and so we all need that extra care with our food. So um, my, my first kind of hope for everyone that I, I work with and that I speak to is, is that they can kind of ignite this desire to have a positive relationship with food um and I think it's important to acknowledge that we are going to go out to eat <laughs> we are going to eat food that we didn't cook at home we're going to forget to eat meals we're going to skip meals or we're going to overeat sometimes or undereat sometimes and um I think the, the first piece to cooking and eating and our relationship with food is having a compassionate approach to ourselves.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and you can really start there. You can really start with yourself when you give yourself permission to just try to maybe, like make a dish that you've never made before and know that, like, all right, this might turn out disgusting, (laughs) you know, or, like, you're like, oh, I'm going to branch out tonight and I'm going to, you know, stray from the recipe, and then you try it and you're like, whoa, I don't know how to cook at all. But I think it's important to give yourself permission to, to be curious and playful in that way because that's actually how we learn in all avenues of our life. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say that I've made, like, two things this week that have been bad. So I, like, what? not even, like, not good, like, just, like, bad, not good. <laughs> really not good um, so Thank just So, you, you know, that, yeah, this it, it happens, you know, sometimes. But it's because I was experimenting. I was like, oh, does this go together? No, that, doesn't go perfect. together. And what did you do? What was your, did you eat it anyway, or did you, like, order out? I'm so freaking diligent. I, like, hate throwing food away. I eat it anyway. I, yeah, like, anyway. eat like, some of it. And, I, like, I, I, like, both of the times kind of, one of them is still in my fridge right now. I'm trying to decide. It's just pasta. I mean, it kind of tastes like soap. I can't figure it out. Um... <laughs> so I might just sit in there for a few days and then I'll put it at my garbage disposal and my compost. But yeah, most of the time I'll eat what I can and then I'll, I'll supplement with like, you know, something else that I get excited about like having a few different options. Like I'm always eating little, little, like small dishes of a few different things at once. Yes. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that Gracie, because I did that too over the weekend. Um, I was like, I need to. I need to get more experience with amaranth. People are always talking to me about amaranth. I don't cook it that much because I personally don't like it, um, and, it, and it, I don't digest it so well. But I, it's like, I just. I just need to get better at this thing. And I made this dish that for my friends actually, <laughs> and, and my, my really good friend. She was like, Hannah, I got it. I gotta tell you, I love everything you make. I'm always so excited to eat your meal, and I'm not excited to eat this. <laughs> and um, it actually turned out to be good, but uh, but the you know the appearance of it was not um, not the best thing I've ever presented. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I it's said, you don't know amaranth is a grain, and it kind of kind of gets clumpy, right, when it cooks. It's, yeah, it kind of gets. It's very sweet. It's a really strange frame. It's very tiny, very sweet. Um, this particular friend it looks like caviar when it's cooked and she actually has uh, an issue with caviar. so that was her particular um, you know I don't want, I want to stay away from that food. Um, we all ended up eating it and but, but the point is <laughs> the point is that you're gonna mess up sometimes you know even. I, I've worked <laughs> I work as a professional chef. Um, I actually prepare meals for several of my clients who um, need that extra, like, jump start on their health regime. Um, but the point is, like, sometimes you got to throw something out or, you know, give it back to the earth, compost it. And I, I think that's a really important part of the compassion piece is, is to know that we, most of us probably – didn't get to spend the time in the kitchen growing up um, with a parent or a grandparent who showed us their recipes. Or maybe we did and maybe we don't crave those kinds of foods because they're really not, we know they're really not going to give us the nourishment that we need. Um, Or, you know, just everything that has led you to this point in your life it's okay to not know what you're doing, and um, it's actually a, a sign, I think, of, of great integrity to say, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm really going to make an effort to feed myself well. So so that's really the first piece to, um, to staying inspired, <laughs> because if you're like, it's going to suck... <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm just bad. Like, you're never going to stay inspired. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, I love what you're saying because it is, like, permission to play. It is permission to be imperfect. It's permission to, like, be continuously bad at something that you want to be good at. And, it, like, all these, like, other life skills that if we can look at our, like, cooking practice, the way that we look at our life practice and because the cooking is contained you know you do it every like you said that you have to eat every day we do it every day but can you show up like in your meditation practice of like wow I'm a bad meditator and it's still it behooves me to do this so I'm to show up again tomorrow I might be bad at this again tomorrow or maybe good you know maybe it'll be great and I'll surprise myself but I think I think what you're saying is a very deep thing that you're saying thank you <laughs> um Yeah, I think, I think we can kind of go from there into um, I know you guys were talking about the sixth taste, um, which is so, so complex and so confusing. And I, I think that once you make this first step, you know, I think everybody in your group has. You're here. You're on the phone. You've made a commitment for, is your course 10 weeks? This course is six months long. They've like already done months. the ten... Yeah, they've wow. done the ten weeks, and we're just starting a six-month-long continuity course. So it's people who are like, I need more. Like, more Ayurveda, more, be... more support, more self-increase. So, yeah, the, the compassion piece is already there. Um, and it's, it's a piece that we kind of got to keep reminding ourselves of. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, how do you... What happens when you have a shitty day? What happens when you you know, make a gross meal and you lose your inspiration or you get kind of bummed out because it feels like a struggle um, or, you know, you're so overworked that you're eating dinner at 10 o'clock and it's takeout or whatever. Um, and many people, many people who know me have this um, misinformed idea that I have, food always in my house and I'm always eating these fantastically healthy meals and I actually stopped using Instagram because of that Um, (laughs) because I I appreciate all the beautiful inspiration that is available on Instagram and I, I noticed that when you see an individual who's like putting out this content day in and day out it seems like wow how do they have the time to make these colorful and incredibly healthy and nourishing meals every day. And um, they don't. <laughs> they take lots of pictures in advance and they save them on their computer and then they schedule them to post on Instagram <laughs> for the most part. Um, Behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and I mean, that's OK because it is, it's a great resource for, for inspiration and for ideas. But on the day-to-day, um, I have one sort of little hack that I use. It's my, my Hannah Gruber Ayurveda life hack. Um, and this is the first thing I introduce every single person I work with to. And, and whether the person is focused on food or um, on lifestyle, um, it's to give yourself a mini- a mini routine in the morning, and you guys all know about Charya already. Um, but oh, yeah. to, to, to kind of create like a, a top three, prioritize for the day, um, a top three list. And the, the technique of this top three list is to make it something that's a total no-brainer. Each Each one of the three items has to be a complete no-brainer. So it can't be like, every day I'm going to cook myself three incredible meals. You can't have that on your top three list. That's another (laughs) list. This list has to be um, constructed and worded in such a way that it's something that you can actually get done, whether you are in your own home, or maybe you travel a lot and you're staying with friends or family or on vacation. Um, And so a little sneak peek, I kind of change my top three list every now and then depending on what I notice going on in my life, what I kind of am forgetting to do. But my top three list includes, uh, excuse me, it includes drinking hot water first thing in the morning, because I know, for the most part, anywhere I go, that's a no-brainer. Um, actually, when I was in India, that was I had to I had to leave that one because that wasn't possible there um, because of the uh, oh my water. land of like what? Yeah, what should be hot water. Yeah, yeah, but parasites and things have to be very careful with that stuff. Right, right. You can, unless you yeah. have a hot water kettle, you can bring one. I've actually. Used to have a little mini one that I would travel with, but it got a little. It felt a little too um, type A to travel with it, so I decided to let that go. But um, you know, most of the year, um, I start my day with hot water, um, and I also say I'm going to splash cold water on my face in the morning. Um, and again, that's pretty achievable. And um, the third thing on my top three list is to enjoy a comforting and soothing meal. Ooh, that, that one is so good. That's such a good one, like to enjoy that's, it. Not to like cook yeah. it, but to enjoy it. Exactly. And it's it's really about the adjectives in that one, and that's kind of what I wanted to, to get to in this little life hack. Because um, I know you guys have talked about, daily ritual, and hot water, and all of that, but it's, it's about the way that you word it, and I actually have this posted um, for myself, like, right front and center of my computer, so I see it every day, um, mm-hmm. and it's something I can do at any point during the day, and it's really about the attitude that I bring to the meal, um, and that, of course, there's some choice involved. Um, you'll notice I said a comforting and soothing meal, so... If I had some like weird craving for, I don't know, like a double bacon cheeseburger, it wouldn't really fall into that category.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. But it could. Mm-hmm.
1: It could, and it, and um, I think this is what key: is is food is as much about what you're eating, is how you're receiving it. Um, because prana is what flows through us; it flows through everything. And that positive vibration um, has to be in sync in us when we're taking the food in. So if if we're kind of eating food in a rush, in a hurry with a negative attitude or with a, "Eh, I don't really feel so good about this, no matter what it is, whether it's a green smoothie or a bowl of kitchari or a double bacon cheeseburger, it's not going to be received well by your body, and um, so that's actually how I stay inspired. Is I actually have made a commitment to enjoy a comforting and soothing meal as something I do every single day. Um, that's, and I, I think for me, that's very doable. That's very I can make sure I know that's going to happen pretty much 365 days of the year. Mm. Because everywhere you are, you know, pretty much, if you have a slight bit of control over yourself, you can make that happen for yourself. Yeah, I've been in, I've traveled a lot. I've been in very few places. I don't know if I've been in any place where my circumstances were so restrictive that I couldn't mm-hmm. enjoy something. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of anything, actually. <laughs> I, I went on one, like, shamanic retreat that there there was no enjoying of the food there. But other than that, like, pretty much everywhere else, unless you purposely deprive yourself like I did, um, yeah, it, it's there. But it, you're so right. It's your attitude around it. But it's like you – like, I sat down yesterday, and I was a little stressed, and I ate, and, like, it, was, it didn't go well. But it, it's something I've been noticing since I've been back from India in general is that I, like, I love the food so much, and the food was all cooked for healing. It was They were still so using the food as the medicine there at the center. And um, and since I've been home, I've, I really have been, like, my agni is just healed. I can feel it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm hungry in a much more natural way, and I'm just so much more focused on the food. And I, I kind of feel, like, a little, like, like I, I'm eating with my hands more, and I just, like, I, I feel it. And then when I'm, when I'm full, I feel that more strongly. And then when I can stop there, I just sit with it, and it's like, mm, my whole body, I feel it vibrating. It's just like so, so much more of like a visceral experience of eating than I was having before I left,
0: which is like
1: an awesome. awesome takeaway. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about you all, but this could be an interesting thing to reflect upon is, is to really maybe take a day in your life, just like you were saying, Gracie, and pay attention when you're eating. And the coolest, the coolest thing is when you pay attention and you're like, oh, I wasn't paying attention. And <laughs> I, had a, I had another client who just texted me and she's like, oh, my God, my stomach was a mess all day. And she's about to pick up. And I was like, were you moving around while you were eating? And she's like, yes, mm. I was dancing. <laughs> and I was blown away. I figured she was maybe, like, getting up, sitting down a little bit. But she was actually dancing. Um, and as soon as she texted it to me, she's like, oh, right. That's why my stomach feels so crazy because I'm, like, increasing all of this air in my body by moving and eating at the same time. So it's, it's really cool if you make this an exercise to um, watch yourself when you eat. Like, are you – paying more attention to your phone? Are you paying more attention to your TV or computer or a book? And that's actually, I, I've made a practice um, of putting everything away. I don't bring my phone with me to the table. Um, you know, the, the process of eating itself has become a ritual that I like. And, you know, that can take some time to create, but um, when you can have a ritual around the eating, like a start and a finish, I'm going to start by closing my eyes, you know, expressing gratitude for the food, and I'm going to end by washing my plate or whatever. But knowing what that start and the end is for yourself creates a, a container to be able to have the experience of eating. Mm-hmm. It, and when you say it, it's, like, so beautiful, and, and what, I, what I feel is, like, you're creating a container for your Agni to, like, play. It's like you're, like, I'm like, your Agni gets confused, but I feel like if I'm, like, checking my phone, my Agni's, like, hey, what are we doing? We're eating? Check the phone? Like, should I come to the party or no? <laughs> exactly. Dancing. So you're, like, containing that Agni and giving that, like, beautiful little flame of, like, your divine intelligence, like like, a moment to just radiate. Too, it's um, it's, it's kind of vulnerable. As I was saying, like maybe that's why we distract ourselves because it is just like a very beautiful, in touch with life and everything moment when when I'm just so so there with my food. Maybe, yes. maybe that's what I'm trying to protect. That's, I think you're right. Um, when I when I started cooking and um, practicing Ayurveda professionally, um, several years back. Somebody, this is actually my husband, not somebody, my, we were dating at the time, and he's also a chef, but he comes from a very um, standard American diet, and he, he kind of decided to get healthy, but, you know, in a, he didn't discover Ayurveda, he just, you know, started to cut out foods that are sort of commonly known to be culprits of um, poor health. But uh, so we would cook together when we were dating, and he, he asked me something about my cooking philosophy, and, and I said, cooking has to feel sexy. Like, uh, you got to get it. your hands in there. Um, I love, I always have people come assist me when I'm cooking. People always just want to, like, come, come over, cook in my kitchen with me. And I notice people are really cautious with, like, spoons and spatulas and, like, can I touch this? And I usually come over at some point and I'm, like, I take their hand. And it's a a little gruff, but I'm, like, just get your hands in there. Like, you got to feel the food. You actually – it's good to feel the food that you're eating. A lot of things um, you have to, like, mush and and get the texture right. And when you – a lot of cooking skill comes from being able to feel – the texture, the consistency, how much air is in a dish, how much um, space is there, how liquidy is it, how heavy is it. Um, When you're getting into more complex culinary stuff, those things are really important. But just on the everyday level, getting that tangible relationship with your food, you know, even like stick your finger in, lick your finger, and, you know, that is a really important, a really wonderful way to um, be with your food as it's being prepared. Because sometimes mm. we're like, oh, I'm going to follow the recipe step by step. And then at the end, you're like, wait, what happened?
2: I did everything the recipe said.
1: And actually, if you taste as you go, if you feel and touch as you go, you're going to have a more intimate relationship with the food and you'll be able to monitor um, and know what's happening better throughout the process. Mm. Um, so, so that's a really important tool to embrace, get sexy with your food, <laughs> um, in order to start to understand taste. Oh, I love it. Well, first of all, I want, I, I want to be in your kitchen, and I want to – I want you to, like, put my hands in your food, and I want you to serve me when you were saying that before. I was just like, oh, because, like, good service is everything. So just what, what you say, when you say it, it it's beautiful. Like, and it, it is, it's like you like, making love to your food because, it's, like, there's a, a deep respect that I feel when you say, when you talk about the food, like, you're really loving it because you love that food. I, I mean, I, this is, this might be, sounds like, whoa, um, because you guys don't know me very well. But I actually, um, I believe that there's a lot of healing that can come from that relationship. And um, a woman, Maya Tiwari, maybe you all have heard of her. She's a a well-known Ayurveda practitioner in the United States, and she particularly works with women. Um, And she, I read um, something she had written about, um, she has done a lot of healing with uh, young women who have eating disorders. And one of the think she ha- the activities she has women do when they um, have um, have a, a negative relationship with food and eating is she has some grind spices, but they don't do anything with them. So they just put them in a mortar and pestle and they just grind like cardamom. and you, as you grind it, you can't help but be overwhelmed by the scent and you can't help but feel, you know, your own strength and the resistance of the seed pod as it pops open and you can't help but feel the seed as it cracks and starts to turn into a powder. And, um, you know, th- this is the kind of experience that helps can help you to understand the six tastes and the elements, the kind of theoretical pieces of Ayurveda um, better. Um, because it's not something that you can just like learn in a textbook and get. It's really something that you have to, to look for and notice again and again. Mm. And almost, and almost like what you're saying is like let it instruct you. Like open your senses and so the, the food will tell you about it. And it's, it's like shamanic. I mean that's what the shaman say about the plants. Is the plants come to you in visions and they tell you how to use them for – the plants will be like use me for this. And that's how they know how to use the healing. So it's almost like letting the, letting the food itself instruct you a little bit like around your smells and how you feel with it. Um, I love is that, that what you're saying? Uh, I've never thought of it that way, but that is awesome. Yes, I think that is what I'm saying. Um, because I I didn't, I didn't learn any of this. I mean, of course, I've studied a lot with a lot of teachers, um, and I've read a lot, and this is my life. I could read about it all the time. But I didn't learn it from studying. I, I learn it by doing. Um, and so my, my other kind of life hack, and this one I think is a little harder, but it, it's still part of this, this playfulness that I was talking about before, is think about the six tastes as really open-ended
2: adjectives.
1: I'm really, I'm really into language. I studied philosophy <laughs> when I was in college. Um, but if, if you think of, like, poetry and, like, you know, if you, let's say you're, like, writing about a tree and you're thinking of all the words that could describe a tree. And that's really what the six tastes are. They're, like, many, many different words distilled into one. So you take sweet. And you think about all the different ways you can experience the taste, sweet, sweetness. And it's, it's really cool because it's actually not limited to your sense of taste on your tongue. Um, the sixth taste can be embodied in any experience that you have, you know, walking down the street, um, Working on your computer, whatever, um, a relationship, eating food, and and sweet is probably our most familiar taste. And sweet isn't just like sugary. Um, it's 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 more than that. Like, what do you feel when you have something that's sweet? Like, you feel you feel happy afterwards. You feel really like. Grounded. You might want to fall asleep afterwards. Um, uh, you might find you're wanting more. You might be like a little lusty for more sweetness. <laughs> you might find that you <laughs> sweet every day, right? Um, but you also might find that like too much sweet can be cloying, and it can be like, like oh, that's not that's not the real thing, you know, when you have processed sugar, and you're like. That wasn't really what I wanted. And, and sweet in this way is like snehana. It's like love. Um, and when we're craving sweet taste, it tells us something about ourselves, that, like, actually we are craving comfort. We are craving connection. We are craving groundedness and heaviness and, like, those good, just, oh, I want to be loved kind of feelings. So to, so to start to think about those six words, sweet, sour, salty, astringent, bitter, pungent, as being much, much more than the singular word, like what is, what is the feeling you get when you think sour? Um, you know, it's like hot, like sour, acidic, it's hot, but it's like bright and it's, it's, it's bubbly and, um, you know, sour. Taste is a great way to help balance um, any vata kapha disorder. It brings like life. It's like like sunshine. You know, the sun is hot and sour and chemical. Um, so that's that's my less simple hack um, <laughs> for the for the sixth taste. I, I so dig it and and um it it because like opening but like oh what is what is this you know the math is just this, like little confined okay six tastes and they're about to, you know like you're not you're getting on the mental and uh, and thing too is like like can we like like a, who is that person in your life who's kind of sour but brings mm-hmm. in life to a situation that like, like all know those people who are like. Eh. But then they come and they say like the really witty thing, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the sour taste, you know? Can you can you like think of people in your life who have that just like beautiful, loving spirit? But when you like spend too much time, you get a little like, okay, I need separation from this person because they're just like so loving and wanting to be together. And maybe like find mm-hmm. those little characters in your life too that can help you with that. And
0: um, there, but it,
1: I, 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 so. Feel that that there's um, like that it, there's a depth to the, the the six tastes and how they can operate. Yeah, I um, mean they're totally they're totally personality And for me, when I when I like get into like, all right, I'm in my kitchen sexy mode. I think about like, you know, this um, like sultry eggplant. You know, it's like, you're so mysterious. Like, you're so beautiful, and you have this, like, gorgeous form on the outside. And then when it gets cooked, it's like, are you going to be bitter? You're going to be kind of mushy, but, like, somehow really satisfying, you know? <laughs> and But it, but it's, um, again, it's like I'm just being silly, and I'm kind of being serious, too. Like, I actually think about that <laughs> when I cook eggplant, and I'm like, you know, eggplant is so, like, it's so slimy, and it gets kind of like like a little, ugh, like a little mush when you cook it. Um, so for me, every time I think about eggplant, I'm like, what's going to brighten it up? What's going to give it that little, like, kick in the butt that's going to balance things out?
2: <laughs>
1: you know, so it needs a little spice, it needs a little sour um, that's going to help enliven that. You know, kind of, you know, sultry eggplant. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. Well, I don't know if you have a cookbook in the works in your mind, but like, can this please be a section of like, you know, your your alter ego that is eggplant or whatever? I just I see these as like children's book characters or comic book or something amazing. <laughs> may, may, maybe more comic book and not children's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> adult themed um, yes. yeah absolutely and I just I hear so much playfulness and fun that you have with it too yeah I, I think you know food is hard I don't want to I don't want to um, not acknowledge that because it really is hard and um, for me to stay inspired is is to really be like you know what this is just like, I've got to do it every day. It might as well make it fun. And I have my go-to recipes that I eat um, that I prepare, you know, every week, like my breakfast. Um, and actually, I've, I've kind of double-hacked my breakfast. So my, you'll remember I said, enjoy a comforting and soothing meal every day. And my go-to breakfast is this oatmeal recipe that um, – kind of together, my husband and I created. And it's just this, like, it's pretty decadent, but it's comforting and it's soothing and it's so good. And I make it almost every day. um, Or he makes it almost every day. Um, So it's pretty cool because I can check off. I know almost every day that I'm going to eat that. And then I've met my sort of need to have a really great meal, um, and it's I've cooked, it's nourishing, it's healthy. I know it's going to give me the energy I need. Um, so that, that's another kind of trick that you can
2: use is, is
1: create something that's, like, not just okay, but, you know, maybe it's your breakfast, or maybe it's a tea or a bedtime beverage that you have. But, like, have something that you really just it's easy and you love it. Maybe it's a little decadent. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, I, yeah. I, I, is there is there a recipe on your uh, website for your? Mm. No, I actually haven't shared that yet. But um, if you if you guys want, I can share it with you right now. <laughs> um, of of course, we want it. Okay. You'll, maybe you'll have to transcribe Gracie and send it out to everybody. Um, so this is for one serving. Or actually, I'll give it to you for two servings because I almost always make it for two servings at a time. So, um, the half cup of steel cut oatmeal. Okay. And um, two cups of water. And a, a pinch. A pinch of salt. You can actually pinch it with your fingers. I actually, for, um, I had, I was doing some recipe development. I had to measure my pinch, like, 40 times to see how much it was. (laughs) My pinch is a quarter teaspoon, by the way. But I love your pinching. Yeah. Um, I did it so many times, it was almost always a quarter teaspoon. (laughs) Um, And a quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon. And a quarter teaspoon of ground cardamom. All right. And then I I change up this third spice. Sometimes I leave it out. Sometimes I use an eighth teaspoon of allspice. And sometimes I use one teaspoon of minced fresh ginger. Oh, Oh, fresh ginger. I love it. Fresh ginger is great for all doshas. The dried ginger can aggravate um, pizza or pizza imbalance. Um, okay. And then, so I, I put all of that in the pot, salt with the spices and the water and the oats, bring it to a boil, and then turn it down to a simmer. All right, and I add in a handful of raisins. Have you measured your handful? You know, it's about a quarter cup. <laughs> quarter cup. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and but you know, some people like more or less raisins. You can be, you can, you know, that's the whole point. Is like, see what you like. Um, and mm-hmm. while that's cooking, so it's simmering. I put a lid on it. It, it helps it to cook a little faster because um, the heat and the liquid stay in. While that's mm. happening, I will chop up an apple because we get really great apples here. You probably have great apples in D.C. too. We do, but yeah. You, you can do whatever fruit you like, but I, I think apple is just, it's so good for you. They're so cleansing. They're so, such good fiber. and um, they're, they're just so tasty. Um, So I'll chop up an apple, and when the oatmeal has almost absorbed all the liquid, I add in the apple, stir it around, and put the lid back on so the apple cooks, but it doesn't turn into mush. Oh, okay. And then while that's finishing up, you can scrape the bottom of the pan, Um, throughout just to make sure it's not sticking or turn down the heat if it starts to stick too much. You can always add a little more water. That's what's great about steel cut oats is like it'll pretty much cook off or absorb it. They're nice and chewy so they don't turn to mush. They're just really chewy. Um, while, While the oatmeal is finishing then, this is the really decadent part. This is the part that makes my oatmeal like people's minds Blown. Um. <laughs> um, I can't wait. So, I can't wait. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, right. so in a in a small saute pan, you heat up about see, a half teaspoon of coconut oil or ghee. Okay, and I add in a quarter cup of chopped pecans, and sunflower seeds. So just like a mix of those two. Okay. And a, another pinch of salt, so about a quarter, a little less than a quarter teaspoon. And you want to toast them in the, in the oil or the ghee. And you can stir them as they're toasting so they don't burn. It takes about, mm. takes about three minutes. And then as soon as you start to smell the nuts, just get, get that golden brown, pull them out of the pan, and put them in a bowl. And then sprinkle some cinnamon on them and stir it around. So you have, like, salted cinnamon, pecans, mm. and sunflower seeds. And um, then to serve your oatmeal, put a, you can put maple syrup in to taste and garnish it with the nuts. Um, it's fabulous. Oh yeah, that sounds so good. Like crunchy, and
0: um, you get all the like,
1: textures. Spicy, mushy with the apple, but like with the chewy. Yeah, I feel like yes. there's six te- textures in there too. Um, exactly, exactly. Ooh, that sounds so good. Okay, I'm gonna take that up and put that on the forum for everybody, and, and I'm gonna make it as well. Wow, that sounds so good. Awesome. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. I, I like that you mentioned the textures because that's also another kind of playful piece that you guys can start to pay attention to is um, you've probably talked about the five elements, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But the five elements are also present in every meal. So the water is, is the liquid, you know, that mushiness, the chewiness of the oats. You have the crunchiness of the nuts. The apple. Are a little bit different texture. You know, they have a an al dente ness to them, but they're kind of softer. Um, the the nuts have a little bit of air in the in the crunch. So all of the you're going to get more familiar with like oh there's there's texture, there's diversity of texture, there's diversity of flavor, and that's really the kind of the genius of Ayurvedic cooking is. It's these layering, layering of flavors, right? You'll notice there's kind of three parts to the oatmeal. There is, like, making the oatmeal with the spices. There is the apples. You add in the apples towards the end and then the nuts. And in actually a fourth part is you add in the sweet at the end. Um, and those distinct steps, when you're kind of strategizing for your week. Like, I make a batch of those pecans and sunflower seeds. I make a huge batch, and I just have Mm -hmm. it. So I don't have Mm -hmm. to do that every time. Um, I make my oatmeal in advance. You can actually make that in, like, a a crock pot or a slow cooker, Um, and it's done for you. And then you can heat it up in the morning and add in the apple. So you can – Kind of layer your lunches and your dinners and your breakfast in this way by having these kind of like I love this pecan sunflower mix. I have this parsley pesto that I garnish things with, you know, by having these distinct elements that you can start to piece together. And that'll give your, mm. your dishes more, um, they'll be more sensual. <laughs> Just a little thing, it is like the little things you can bulk prepare ahead of time that make the meal. Like the little sauces. That's why we go to restaurants because they have the beautiful little sauce or the garnish or the, the crunchy thing on top that we love. So, like, but I, we can do that ourselves. And I, I want to keep going because I could listen to like, listen and talk about food all night. But I, I'd love <laughs> to have a moment to take a question or two. Is, is that cool for you? Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so ladies. Um, if you would like to ask Hannah a question, go ahead and push star six and unmute your sweet self, and, uh, and we'll, we'll dive into whatever is coming to mind for you. I'm going to give us another moment here in case anyone wants to ask a question. Maybe someone's a little shy, but you can totally do it. Um, star six. And um, as we're waiting here, I just wanted to say that your um, your website is really beautiful. And you it looks like you do have some recipes on your website, too. So people should go and, and check those out. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad you like it. I'm actually in the process of rebranding right now. So um, go and uh, please join my newsletter and... Um, so when, I, when I'm done with a rebrand, I'm going to have, kind of launch a whole new um, thing with a lot more recipes and a lot more of these, like, life hacks. You know, how to really, how to succeed. <laughs> you, you have the desire, but how do you make it happen? How can you, how can you um, tackle these things on the day-to-day? So...
2: I would love yeah.
1: to to share that with all of you. We 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 need it from you. We know we need it in general, but like I think you just have such a special magic when you share this. And and I just saying it, I, I'm gonna just go ahead and be bold and I wanna pull on Bethany who's a member of our class who um I know just really didn't get a lot of I don't think you, I'll pull you on Bethany,
2: but it, Hi Bethany, how's it going? <laughs> i'm good why am i getting called out
1: <laughs> well just because you posted on the forum that
2: that like you didn't really like you didn't
1: have like cooking role models growing up right is that is that part right. of it
2: yes
1: and so i i wanted to put that to hannah too because i just i was feeling you before when i was talking about you know like not having someone that you maybe learned in front of and like um is it cool if i ask on your behalf
2: hannah or is Absolutely. there a question that you want to ask Actually, it's funny because I was sitting there like, I have a question, but I don't want to ask it because I'm sure it sounds stupid. <laughs> I can no no out. No question it. is stupid. <laughs> so I did buy fresh ginger at the store a few weeks ago, but how do you chop it up or cook with it like you were talking about? Oh, that's a great question. It's not stupid at all. Um, so is this your first time buying fresh ginger? It is because I bought it to put into a smoothie. I found a smoothie recipe, I think, on one of Gracie's Pinterest uh, points that I found for making smoothies. So Cool.
1: Yeah. I love ginger in smoothies. It's so good. And fresh ginger mm-hmm. is one of, like, everybody can digest it well. It's great for everybody's digestion. Um except in very rare Pitta disorder cases. Um, but for the most part, it's just amazing. And um, tell me, is, do you, do you, does the ginger seem very, very dried out, or does it seem very, very fresh? Um, it seems a
2: little dried out.
1: Okay. So it, usually because we're getting our ginger from, like, China or Hawaii or, like, somewhere far away, it's pretty dried out. So you always want to peel it, especially when it seems kind of dried out. When it's very, very fresh, the skin is very thin, and you can kind of get away without peeling it. And um, this is a really great tip for peeling ginger. You don't have to use a knife. What you actually want to do is take a spoon, and if you're right-handed, you hold the spoon in your right hand and hold the ginger in your left hand. And you want to angle the ginger down away from your body. And if if the spoon, um, you don't want to hold it like you're about to eat some cereal. You want to hold it so your thumb is in the bowl of the spoon and your other four fingers are wrapped around the handle of the spoon. And what you're going to use is the sharp edge of the spoon, the back edge of the spoon, and you're going to rub it down the ginger like you're peeling a potato. And that will take all of the skin off. And it's cool because the spoon isn't super sharp. It won't get stuck on it. It will go right over all the, like, weird ridges and bumps on the ginger. And it will peel very, very quickly. And once you have the, the skin off of it, you can just slice it and then cut it crosswise and then cut it crosswise so you just have, like, a fine mince, like if you were mincing garlic. But if you're putting it in a smoothie, you don't even have to mince it that finely. You can just slice it and then add it to your blender. Okay. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. I, like I just think it's so cool that you bought ginger, Bethany. It's, like, it's a big step. It's like, cause like you – your parents like didn't, probably didn't buy ginger growing up, right?
2: Oh, heck no. My mom uh... – Tater tots and fish sticks and chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what we had. And she she cooked a little bit, but nothing nothing big, nothing major at all. I mean, she has very bland taste. And if you try to show her something now, she she has like the attitude of a kid. She'll be like, "Ew, yuck, Mia, you know, what's that?" And you're like, "Mom, <laughs> you know, be an adult, please." <laughs>
1: What, what is it like for you to be, like, discovering all these new tastes, Bethany? Like, is it, are, are you finding you're, like, kind of, like Hannah and I, like, you like some of them and you don't like some of them? Or what's the process like?
2: I'm I'm very open to all this. I'm just, I, I guess I'm, like, being the perfectionist. I'm, like, afraid of buying something and then not liking it. And then, like, what am I going to do with it? Because, like, I don't want to throw something out. I don't want to buy. Like I said, I have a habit of overbuying, and I'm just not, used to, like, buying, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm always been one person, but it's hard to, like, how much is enough or not too much, and then buying the spices and going and buying fresh spices and where do I buy the fresh spices, and I love trying new things, I've always been open to trying new food, my stepmother has always taught me, you know, new foods and new spices and things like that, it's just, she's not here, so, mm. but... I'm open to it. It's just when I have questions, I'm like, who do I ask?
1: Email me. You can email me, Bashani. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: I'm I'm serious. You can totally email me anytime. Um, you have a food question, be happy to answer it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, I love trying all the the stuff. It's it's just um. I, I, you've definitely opened my eyes to trying things. And if you don't like it, you know, oh, well, you know. I definitely am not opposed to playing around with stuff.
1: I usually recommend to people to try, like, one to three new ingredients at most a week or every two weeks. Um, like you said, because it can be really overwhelming if you're like, um, oh, there's five things in this recipe I've never heard of. Leave, like, half of them out and just work with the three (laughs) Um, because then you'll actually be able to taste them and start to develop that relationship with them. Um,
2: That's a good
1: idea, yeah. Yeah, it really – nothing is going to be bad if you leave out some of the ingredients, especially if you're making something that has, like, a lot of new spices and there's, like, eight spices. Leave half of it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I imagine you want be able to taste them all. You, you
1: can, but you you don't get to, if you're on the end of the experience where you're just starting to learn about it, um, you miss that opportunity to really say, like, oh, like, whoa, cumin tastes like that? You know, wow. Right. It's cumin tastes like that when I put it with a lime? Whoa, cumin tastes like that when I put it with carrots? So different. Mm. It's like words. Like you were saying before, it's like language. Like, oh, this is yeah. like when I use this, this word with this word, that has an effect, and it's like a building block thing. And um, and just, just, like, just so you all know, like, if you're like, oh, I'm interested in vegetarian cooking, don't buy that book plenty. Um, it's like it's a like, created by, like, a brilliant chef. Um, but it's all of the ingredient lists are so long and I like, got it when I was like I was like, I can't cook from this book, like there are too many ingredients in there. It's like it's a little what overwhelming. Even there? though it's like beautiful. It's, it's called Plenty, um, the Otalenge book. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, do you guys want a recommendation for a really great book? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's called Vegetable Literacy. It's by um this, I idolize this woman. I hope one day I get to meet her. Her name's Deborah Madison. Um, she studied with Alice Waters. Most of her recipes have very few ingredients, uh, but they feature they feature the vegetables and they feature the spice or they feature the herb. So everything in the recipe is very intentional. It's like I'm gonna put carrots with coconut butter because that's good. And I'm not going to mm. burden this, this dish with um, a bunch of other confusing things. And she'll tell you to garnish it with something only to enhance um, the, the food itself. So that's, I love that book, and she's such an inspiration for how I cook. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I, I, I have one of her books in college. It's like a vegetarian cooking book. Um, and yeah, remember that remember really a- great. It's good, but like this book is better designed, better written, better recipes. Everything. It's just she really she really nailed it with this book. I think. Ooh, okay. I'm sensing maybe like in our class, maybe we need to order this and so we can have a little cooking club and try some of the recipes out. You know, <laughs> out in the forum. Hannah, you're such a gift. Thank you for, well, thank you, Bethany, for for asking yeah. your questions, and I really appreciate that. Um,
2: yeah, that was awesome, and, thank, and that cookbook sounds like that's right up my alley.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: you're gonna love it, Bethany.
1: Yay! And this I really thank Hannah. You, you're you're such a um, such a great spirit, and and I I feel what you're you're doing, and it's really powerful, and um, it's it's a real honor to have you here. So. Um, is, is there, so we'll, we'll keep up with you on your website, and um, you do guided cleanses. Are you still doing those right now? I do. I actually, um, I'm leading a cleanse um, May 9th through the 23rd, and that's actually going to be um, all set up online so you can participate from wherever you live, and um, it's a two-week cleanse. And it's, it's going to be a lot of what we talked about tonight, a lot of hacks for, um, for, for living in a way that is in alignment with what you, how you desire to live, um,
2: how, to, how to
1: shift from the old you into the future you. So, and it's a very customizable. It's very customized to you. So you get to design your life for two weeks and put into practice, you know, some of the the fun and interesting stuff that we talked about tonight, and um, yeah, again, if you have any questions, feel free to email me, and that information will be, um, I'll be sending out information about that cleanse uh, via my newsletter very soon. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll all sign up for, I know I'm going to sign up and uh, get your updates, so People can do that and go to com. It's on the forum. And, yeah, so thanks so much. And we're going to be carrying you with us into our kitchen when we, when we chop our ginger and peel it and grind our spices and <laughs> yes. and seal our food and get sensual with it. So um, thank I ca- you again. I can't wait really to hear about
2: it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> Hannah.
1: You're welcome. So I'm going to unmute the line so we can all say goodnight. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Good everyone. everyone. Thank, you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night.